0: Welcome to Topside Talks. I am Jackie and I'm here with my sister Suzanne.
1: Hello. And
0: we are just sitting on the sofa sharing our experiences. So you're listening to It Was There But We Didn't Know It. And this episode is covering what is an LPA, when stealing was literally our only option, and do you have a will in place?
1: So this episode is all about
0: support
1: yeah support is there but we didn't know it at the time now we've learned so much more about what would have been helpful back then so there's lots of practical things lots of legal things and then there's emotional support physical support complementary support so on a practical note Absolutely 100% the most important piece of paperwork which would have really helped us with Dad and since then is a lasting power of attorney. So how did you feel um, at the time when we couldn't stop Dad from spending all that money and actually getting into debt?
0: I felt useless. And you know what we actually did, because we didn't have lasting powers of attorney in place for Dad, is we absolutely stole his credit cards and debit cards so that he couldn't get himself into more trouble because my dad was not a spender. He was prudent, he was careful, and suddenly he decided there was no tomorrow and that's where his spending habits and obviously the drugs helped um, took him to. He just literally spent
1: like there was no tomorrow it was crazy i just remember all these parcels keep coming to the house i had a conversation with um one of the major well actually i can say it with ebay at the time and of course i didn't know that lasting power of attorneys existed i didn't know which also begs the question about why didn't i know but that's another conversation so I had a, a chat with eBay and said, you know, we need to stop him. You you must stop him from being allowed to purchase on your site. He's not well. And they their exact words were, I'm sorry, we can't. There's nothing we can do. It's his choice.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's where lasting power attorneys are extremely powerful, especially the finance one, because that doesn't... You don't have to wait until capacity is not there. If the person, the donor, has given you a lasting power of attorney to deal with their financials, you can actually wave that in front of the likes of eBay and go, we've got a power of attorney, we want you to shut this account down, and they have
1: to act on it. So we do have another episode where we talk much more about lasting powers of attorney, what they are, what they do, and what they don't do. And more importantly, in my view, professionally and personally, is what the hell is mental capacity? Because there's a broad feeling about what it is and that may not be correct. It's a very interesting, fascinating area. And some people can have complete mental capacity to go about their day-to-day business, dress themselves, drive, do everything else, but other aspects of their life, they have not got the mental capacity to deal with. And we definitely experienced that later in our experiences with mum. But mental capacity is selective in its time and item specific. So
0: before you have a relative that has a diagnosis that gives them um, a check out, before you have a relative that has a diagnosis that involves treatment that chemically alters their brain um, and they go out and buy three TVs and a boot full of prawns <laughs> and two ironing boards and six trolleys in Morrisons um, full of stuff that they could never get through and um, consider the use while you've still got the opening for those conversations of lasting power of attorneys because Oh my God, they are so helpful.
1: They're extremely helpful. Like I say, we do a completely separate podcast on that. So other types of support that we now know is out there was also looking at, you know, do you have a will in place? Because I know none of us like to think about it and you may have a diagnosis that's challenging and long-term and death isn't on the cards for you right now, but none of us actually know when death is around the corner for us. Are you someone that needs to have a will? Do you need a will? What are wills? What will they do? And how will they save a lot of heartache and headache for those that are left behind? Then there's things like, oh, funeral wishes and plans, all of those sort of things. you know, We didn't have a clue back then what Dad might have liked at his funeral initially, we, we because it wasn't a discussion that we wanted to have or even think about back then. So that was something else that's out there that needs to be had. Those conversations need to be had. So
0: conversations are key. Practical support is helpful. And then there's the whole level of support that we really do forget that really is your area of expertise, and that's the emotional support.
1: Yeah, the emotional side, because I don't think it's emphasised enough, the impact that it has on the patient, the impact that it has on the friends, the family, the neighbours. So... The first thing I learned very quickly was finding your support network. Pooch is here again, by the way, so you might have just heard him pop off. So was finding your support network. So that could mean your neighbour. That could mean a friend that you go to for a cup of tea. That could mean I like to go out with the lads because I can forget everything and just have a good laugh and not talk about it. Or you might be someone that does need to talk about it and you've got the right friend that can do that job there might be groups out there support groups out there specific for friends and family there's also online stuff there's facebook stuff there's facebook groups if you're a computer person or a social person Then there's the face-to-face groups as well. Then there's professionals like counseling. Maybe you're someone who wants to go for a treatment that would make your body feel better, which would help you relax. There is so much because the impact, I can't stress it enough, it turns your life upside down. And if it doesn't do it on the first diagnosis, maybe it doesn't do it on the second diagnosis, but at some point in your life, your life will be turned upside down. And
0: then if, you know, none of that helps, there are self-help books and there's our podcasts.
1: So what other support did we find that we didn't know was there?
0: Family, each
1: other. But there's also that, oh, there's so many different teams, isn't there? Hospices and pals and it depends on what's going
0: on. And just being prepared to change your life and adapt because you were ready to
1: move back down to Enfield. Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. No, we weren't living here. No. I was in Barnet. Yeah. I was prepared to give up certain levels of work so that I could... Um, And I guess... So I guess what I'm noticing as we revisit some of these is how much is going on and how much is changing. And it's really, really easy to get really overwhelmed with it all. And it's just this idea that you've got to cope with it all and manage it all and it's just not feasible it's just not possible sometimes so my advice really is to just slow down take it one step at a time just breathe moment by moment and just deal with what you can deal with in that moment and if there's something you can't deal with see if you can offer that out for someone else to support you with it yeah absolutely don't be
0: afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to break down emotionally yourself so someone can see you need that help just
1: everyone's journey is different you're not alone i guess what we noticed uh, because you do get it's not even a case of um not asking for help you don't always you're so wrapped up in what's going on you don't think of asking for help you can get quite caught up in the whole process and treatments and support and all the rest of it but the support is out there and you're not on your own you will feel like you are but you're not and it happens to everybody in some way shape or form at some point in their life
0: so use, use the networks that are offered to you. If you've got wider family, lean on each other because it, it really does get you through.
1: So if there's anything in these last couple of podcasts that we've spoken about that you think someone else out there might benefit from, because we're just talking about our shared experiences, then please pass on this podcast or get in touch via our website or using any of the information that comes along with this particular podcast from wherever you're listening from, because we just want to share our experience. If it helps anybody out there at all, then that's our job done. And of course, if there's anything that piques your interest and you want to know a bit more detail or ask any questions, then please get in contact.
0: So our question is, if you could say something to or ask death anything, what would it be? So, who's going to go first? Me. Go on then, go on then. I love this. Okay, so my answer is, what's good?
1: What's good? What does that mean? It means, what's good? <laughs> that's great, that's a crazy answer. That's, what's good? Have we got to interpret that or is it just... No, how not about, really. How about this one? I love this, I love this if you can get pregnant, or are you pregnant? (laughs) That's a crazy answer, don't you think, to ask Ed?